is in for the touchdown. Of course, the crowd wants Reed to go for it. Wouldn't be surprised if he did on fourth down and one. So, anyways, with that time, George. Welcome to fourth and one. I'm Todd Palmer, joined by Nick Jacobs. And, uh, you know, finally, we know the path uh, the Chiefs face. And it's a daunting one. Uh, if they're going to try to win a seventh straight AFC West championship, I, I want to ask you first though, do you like the NFL schedule release and the hype they build around it? Or do you think it's uh over? I saw like Taylor Luan, the, the Titans tackle was like, just tell us where we're going to play. He like, he didn't get it that, you know, you see complaints. It's become one of those things where people make up fake accounts and there's all this sorts of misinformation out there about stuff and, you know, erroneous reports, um, about, you know, who the chiefs are going to play and when, um, you know, to, to, do you like it? I mean, uh, or, or would you just assume they just like do it in an email like they used to, and we, we move on with our day. Do you, do you, are you asking if I like erroneous reports? No. Uh, feel free to weigh in on what you like about any of the topics uh. I laid out. <laughs> um, I will, I will personally never call something on Twitter a report. Um, that doesn't come from a known verified entity, like somebody who has a track record and has a history that will never be called a report in my world. Right. Um, I have a blue check mark for what it's worth. Yeah. I mean, you're 50, you can, 50, so you can trust me. You're 50, 50, <laughs> sir. You're 50, 50 in my book. You know, like, I mean, uh, there's, there's a reason why do I see all those things? Sure. That's part of my role is to see those things, but am I going to, promote those publish those call those reports no that, that's just yeah. not it's not how it's not how journalism works if you want to be honorable and if you want to be that type of person so um, i love the fact that some dude had an old account and he repurposed it and calls it nfl schedule leaks now and is very public about the fact that it's all made up and he's his sole reason to do it is to try to get well, people the, like you and me uh, to to retweet it just so that he can uh, you know, just in, uh, you know, he's just he's just to agitate. He's like he's like the Joker. Heath Ledger's the Joker. He just wants chaos, right? Um, and he's very public about it. But people still, people still those those it. accounts pop up every year, and people are people are hungry for schedules and for getting it before it's ready. So I mean, that's where the NFL that's where the NFL has been smart by putting little pieces out there, putting little nuggets. Um, I think that that. I think the NFL has to has to do it a different way. Um, what I do think would be smart if I was in their shoes is you you put out the first week, you let everybody put their home opener out at some point during that week so people know the first game at home. Um, just so everybody can kind of plan accordingly for that. And you kind of build up the hype and people can talk about that first game and kind of build the interest because what, what I think they're doing a disservice is having them pick random games, um, just doesn't really, it doesn't really do anything. Like, I mean, yeah, they, they did the international games like last week and then they did the first Thursday night football game, you know, around the draft. First off, you don't do that on the draft. Like you do that the day before the draft or you do that the day after the draft because it nobody cared about it, you know, because yeah. there was just so much hype during those three days of the draft that like nobody cared about it and it didn't get its proper runtime. And so that, that was a misstep on their part. You put that on a different day where it's its own news and people will talk about Mahomes and Herbert all day long. And that's free advertising, free publicity because people are hungry for that. Um, and what, what actually, 
what actually needs to, in all honesty, kind of happen is um, if you're trying to turn this into the week-long event that they want to, and here's the thing, make no mistake about this, what people, people may be frustrated and wanted to all drop at once, but at the end of the day, the NFL is very smart about creating headlines for themselves and keeping themselves in the news almost every single day in some shape or form, whether it's intentional or not. Um, from some yeah. stories, um, not always good. Like yeah. Jerry Judy, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it's not always intentional. Um, but the NFL reigns when it comes to sports and there can be playoffs going off and other going on in other sports. But if the NFL has something that jumps to the top of the headlines, like that's always going to, that's where the most interest is going to be. in at least those 32 cities, if not elsewhere. Um, so, I mean that, you know, that's part of it, but, and it's smart that they're letting their partners, um, reveal it on morning shows and giving them all a turn. That's smart in itself to put it to put it on all those like they did. But they need to do it with marquee games. And whether you know, like like it was smart whenever NBC got to put Mahomes versus Brady, like that that you know that entire morning turned into that because that's a big marquee matchup. So as long as they're putting the big marquee matchups that are going to be, I, I think more so primetime style or kind of the bigger games like like people wanted to know when the Chiefs were going to play the Bills like that that was one that uh that a competitor who's going to have that would have been smart to kind of you know put that one out there put another big one out there like if they're getting the Cowboys for a game or something like that so I think it just I think the games that get released individually I think those need to be bigger um in that regard but I have no issue with when they're dropping it. I think the timing of when they drop it though is where their problem was like making it in prime time at six to seven o'clock range, um, especially seven o'clock on in our time and having that, you know, that, that isn't going to get you the buzz that it will. Yeah, it's too late. If, it's too late. It's too late to get the buzz. If you want the clicks, if you want all that, you do that, especially this time of the year with it being nice outside in most parts of the country, you do that around noon or one o'clock yeah, before three o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. So you I gotta mean, get, you gotta get it out there while people are still at work and looking for an excuse to not work. <laughs> yes, exactly. hundred percent like that. And that, that's my biggest knock on that. And that's where I think the NFL took the biggest misstep because the draft just has a whole different level of hype built in. And I know they're trying to build this hype with the schedule and everything. And I totally get that, but you, you need to, like you said, you need to do stuff like that. That doesn't really involve, more of a pageantry behind it um like the draft does you need to you need to do that earlier in the day if you really want to get the full staying power for it yeah so look i mean 17 game season afc teams have nine road games this year um there's been a lot of talk about how you know the chiefs have the toughest schedule and it not if you go based off of last year's records, but if you look at like Vegas win total projections, the Chiefs have far and away the toughest. Uh, look, I, I think all the AFC West teams were going to be up there because there are no, uh, the, none of the teams in the AFC West are expected to be patty cakes this year, right? Like you don't have the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars in the division. You don't have the New York Jets, who may be improved, but you know, I mean, historically have not been faring very well right um you just don't there's no weak teams on paper as we go into the season so i think all the afc west teams have a tough schedule because you got a six game dog fight between the chiefs chargers 
Raiders and, and Broncos. And I mean, you look at the quality of quarterback, you look at the quality of coaches. Um, you know, I, it's easy to say right now, you know, look at the quality of players, uh, you know, it, uh, on defense and skill positions. It, it, I think it's pretty easy to look at that and say the AFC West is far and away the best conference in football right now. Um, so it was always going to be tough. And anytime you're a, a division champ, it's going to be tough because you're going to face other reigning division champions. I mean, that's the, you know, that's one of the ways that, that the NFL uh, tries to foster parity, um, tries to make sure that there's turnover, um, you know, in their playoff tries to make sure that, that, you know, teams that are smart about how they approach um, player personnel and salary cap will always have a chance every few years to be in that playoff conversation. Now, some of them don't, some of them are terrible, but then you've got teams like the chiefs that are always perennial contenders because they've got good ownership. They've got, you know, smart front office staff and, and they've got a hall of fame coach, you know, it doesn't help that you also have arguably the best quarterback in the league as well. Um, you know, I look, the chiefs are going to have to beat good teams to make the playoffs, no matter what some of these teams that people are expecting to be good, like, the Arizona Cardinals are a playoff team from last year. They went 11 and six, but they've also got a quarterback who's, you know, thrust the, the franchise into chaos with this contract talk. And, you know, and does he want to be traded? You know, you, you their best player, uh, arguably DeAndre Hopkins, the wide receiver is going to be on a six game suspension. I mean, I look at that Arizona game and I'm like, I love having Arizona to start the season. I, I think that's a, you know, that that's not a game that's intimidating to me. And there's teams that people think are going to be really good that frankly aren't going to be like San Francisco 49ers, for example, is Trey Lance going to be, you know, a world beating quarterback? I don't know. I mean, maybe, but is it possible Trey Lance, you know, is not that good. And and all of a sudden that October 23rd game at San Francisco looks a lot less daunting than it did on May 12th when the schedule was released. I mean, that's going to be the case. Injuries will happen. Um, Teams will outperform or underperform expectations. And at the end of the day, I, I think the cream rises to the top. And and I think the Chiefs are still the cream of the crop in the AFC. Um, and now it's up to them to go prove it. Yeah, I mean, every year we see the schedule, especially since the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. And it just seems like every year, like, boy, that's a tough schedule. Boy, that's a tough schedule. Boy, it's a tough schedule. I mean, it, that's what's going to happen when you win at the level that they have the past handful of years, like you're going to face the number one teams of the, you know, of the other divisions. Like that's, that's what's going to happen on the one you're not, you know, on whichever one you're not playing from, um, from that, you know, from that conference, if you're not playing the North, yeah, you're going to get the toughest of the East and the South, if you know, and so on and so on like that. That's just what's going to happen. And, you know, and then having the, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers didn't look like that was going to be very daunting. And then, you know, Tom Brady came back and, you know, the, the rumor about it potentially getting moved to, to Germany magically didn't, uh, you know, whenever Tom Brady's one time, here's my personal opinion on that. I do believe that there was an opportunity that Chiefs were going to go to Germany, but I think when Tom Brady came back, you wanted to, you wanted that to be in a favorable time slot in the United States to get maximum ratings. So you weren't taking that game to, in my opinion, you weren't taking that game to Germany anymore. And, and, and each team can save one game from my understanding. And the game that the Bucks saved was the Packers. Like that was the one that they kept. So it wasn't the chiefs one that they, you know, blocked from being international. So I, that's just my personal opinion on that. But I, once Tom Brady came back, I was like, I don't see how that's going to Germany. Cause they're not gonna, 
that game's not a favorable time slot to put at 9 a.m. in the morning for people waking up. I was like, you want that in a 7 o'clock Sunday night, Monday night football game. And that's what ended up, you know, happening. And I'm not stunned to see that. And that's that's going to be what station one that one's going to be on. Oh, you already know what station's going to be on your home of the Chiefs, KSHB yeah. 41. <laughs> so. so, no, and that'll be, you know, what is that? Six? Brady Mahomes six, I think. Yeah, because they played. Um, they're uh, two twice. and one. At, Mahomes is two and one in the regular season, and then Brady has won both playoff matches: the uh, AFC Championship game at the end of the eighteen season and uh, Super Bowl fifty five. Yeah, because he beat them whenever they played down in Tampa before the Super Bowl, and then he beat them the year before in New England when it was the end of Tom Brady's reign in New England when they lost in the playoffs in that first round. Yeah, and the first meeting, of course, was that epic forty three forty duel where. Um, Holmes and uh, Kareem Hunt went ham. Kareem Hunt and Tyreek Hill went ham in the second half on that one, as I recall. And it was uh, Mahomes. That was one of his first big kind of road playoff games that, or not road playoff game, but road games that was going to yeah. last them for when playoffs came around and going against Belichick for the first time, going against Brady for the first time. Like that was kind of the one that was kind of the, that was the first test that year of what it was going to be like for him in that, you know, in those high stakes situations, I actually helped him perform really well when he played the Patriots in that second half of the AFC championship game. And that helped him, that helped his career. That game helped his career a lot, regardless of how he performed in that specific one in new England. Yeah. First half was not, as I recall, first half, not good. Um, well, they had a one. couple of turnovers. <laughs> they had a couple of turnovers and they were, they were going about different ways to chip Kelsey and really hit him and knock him around, which at yeah. the time, you know, that, that caused a lot of problems. And then they were double teaming Tyreek at times. And so that kind of, you know, that set up the plan of what new England was going to do the second time around. So, but they, they were focusing more on Kelsey that game. Yeah. I, I do think, I do think that the, the you know, Elias had an interesting stat that the, the chiefs are the first team in NFL history to face an opponent with a winning record from the season before in their first eight games of the season. Right. And there are some very tough stretches for the chiefs, three other first four on the road. Um, when you get to um, the back half, November, December, four out of five games are on the road. That's not a time you want to be on the road. Cause guys are banged up and, you know, and tired. And so there are some very difficult stretches. The trade-off of course, is that there's also a stretch from, you know, mid-October to mid-November where four out of five games are at home plus the bye weeks in there. So literally from the time they get home from Tampa, um, you know, early Monday morning, October 3rd, until they leave for the Chargers game, probably around November 18th, uh, they only got to leave town once. And that's the, that's the October 23rd game at the 49ers. So, um, you know, they'll have some, you know, they'll have an opportunity for some mid-season rest built in, but yeah, I mean, there's going to be uh, some challenges built in overall though. I, I, I like the way that it sets up. Um, I mean, having, you know, the Jacksonville game and the Houston game and the Seattle game, three teams that I don't think are going to be particularly good on the back half of the schedule, uh, when injuries and, you know, and just the, the toll of the season will have taken, you know, will have been, will be setting in. I mean, I, I don't mind having a few games where, you know, maybe you're not as tested and guys don't have to play the full four quarters um, on the back half of the schedule. But what jumps out to you um, about 
the Chiefs schedule and, and the way it kind of sets up? Um, I think the I think the actual strength of that schedule that's really going to test the Chiefs is November twentieth through December eleventh. So I think what they're doing in those first uh, those first nine games, I think that really sets up what they're going to be able to do. November 20th against the Chargers, November 27th against the Rams, November 4th against the Bengals, and then the Broncos will know who they are at that point. So, like, that's – I think that's the one that's going to decide it separates the Chiefs from the rest of the AFC or if they're still battling the pack like they were last year. So, I think those first nine games is building up to that four-game stretch to decide who they will or won't be at that time because, like, I, I'm going to be blunt. The Cardinals, like, they're, they're a mess behind the scenes more yeah. so than I think people realize. And, you know, that Chargers game, the Chiefs will be up for it. Chargers will be up for it. That's fine. The Colts are still going to be and, and Look, I would much rather have a Thursday game early in the season than late in the season. Yeah, that, that's, that was a big help. That's, that's a bigger help than people realize. So, come, you know, I, yeah, they may have gone Arizona and they're coming back and everything, but, like, that's – their bodies are still going to be fresh at that point. So, like, that's not actually a bad thing. Um so then the Colts, I think the Colts will still be figuring things out at that point with Matt Ryan. So I'm not, I'm not as, I'm not as concerned with that game as some people are trying to be with it. Um, Cause that, that's going to take Matt Ryan eight games to kind of get to where the Colts are going to feel comfortable collectively more so than people realize um, Buccaneers game. I mean, Mahomes is going to be up for that. Brady's going to be up for that. We'll see how Tampa does in the first three weeks. Then, um, you know, the, the Raiders, I mean, they'll be trying to – the Raiders, I, I just I just don't – I don't know if they're going to be the entity that people think or want them to be just simply because, like, there's not – there's just not going to be – I don't know. I mean, like, I just don't know how it's going to mesh together with Josh McDaniels and Carr, how that's going to work out. The Bills game, well, that'll be a big game. I'm very disappointed that that one's not on a prime time, which tells me that CBS protected that one. Just like it tells me Fox probably protected the Rams one. Um, because those games should both be in prime time. It should be either yeah. be on Sunday or Monday night football. The fact or not tells me that they got protected. And like that that bums me out because that's something the country the country wants to see those matchups. And I get that they may see them in that three twenty-five time time slot for both those games. But man, like those games belong in prime time. Like those but same same with the Bengals game too, I think. Yeah, um that's another one that, that belonged in prime time. And, and look, I will say this. I think that Rams and Bengals game is late enough in the season that uh, I'm just going to suggest that they may be flex candidates. <laughs> well, and, and I still haven't looked yet, and I'm going to do that at some point today. What other games do those networks have that they may want to protect more at that time? You know, depending on how things go throughout the season, through injuries and everything, I'm, I'm going to be curious to see what games they want to protect those weeks that could be more valuable to them ratings wise. So that'll be a game that'll end up getting played down the road, but yeah, no, I mean it, I was bummed when those three weren't in there. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I get chiefs Titans is, you know, I just, there's just not, there's not as much intrigue there as there will be with chiefs bills in prime time. There's not as much intrigue as there will be with chiefs Rams in prime time or chiefs Bengals in prime time. So like, at the end of the day, there's got to be something where the NFL just want, they want to put your best games in prime time where it's the singular focus for the entire country. And like, that's, that's what I want with Sunday night and Monday night football. That's why I, that's fine. I'll watch the bigger games at three twenty-five, but like they're, 
there's just a different magic to it when it's when it's later in in the night and it's a singular focus for the entire country there's just more of a buzz behind it and that's why they made sure that Mahomes and Brady got put you know they NFL wants that so that and that's going to be a big game it's going to be a big night and everybody's going to be talking about it um, um self selfishly i don't i prefer noon starts because then i'm not up doing writing and doing a podcast till 2 in the morning <laughs> Yes, I get. I get that you would love every every game at noon. Um, Can we start them at ten? <laughs> but if you notice, uh, through the first nine games, there's only two noon games. Oh yeah, and then no, I, in December, I did notice in December there's two noon games, and then there's one noon game in January right now. So yeah, well, but I was, once Mahomes became who he was going to become, and the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. I, I just knew that <laughs> those those starts, those 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 ideal oh, yeah. noon starts, those were gone. Those those weren't gonna be, those were gonna be of yesteryears, and those just weren't gonna be happening very often. So I, I accepted that fate a long time ago. So I just you know those noons become more luxuries, and you know it gets to a point where, like you said, you and I are more like, oh hey, a noon start. That's what I forgot what those feel like. Oh, oh yeah. yeah well, right. I mean, three of the Chiefs' first five are, are in prime time, you know, yeah. um, between the, the chargers, the bucks, and then the Raiders on Monday night. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you've got, well, I mean, four, four of their first eight are in prime time because Tennessee finishes off that stretch. They've only got one noon game in their first eight. So, um, it's another reason for me to, to look forward to the back half of the schedule. <laughs> For now, until that potentially gets moved around. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, I, and and like I just you know like uh, I, I think the 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 key points are going to be when they play the Bucks, when they play the Bills, where the Titans at injury wise. You know that'll be interesting to see because that'll determine a lot if Derrick Henry comes back to who he is. Is Ryan Tannehill nervous about the quarterback behind him? You know, and then and then, like I said, that stretch of Chargers, Rams, Bengals, and even Broncos, depending where the Broncos are at at that point, that's going to be the key stretch. And then I'm sorry, but the Texans at that point will likely be irrelevant, and the Seahawks aren't going to be much better. And then the Broncos, we'll see. And uh, the Raiders for the last game of the year, okay. If I if I was in the league shoes, I either would have made the Broncos or Chargers the last game of the year, just so you have that flex opportunity for them, but they elected to go a different road on that one because like that you want, you want chargers Broncos or you want chiefs chargers or chiefs Broncos. You want that. You want that to be the final opportunity of the year, whether it's the chargers Raiders matchup or the, you know, chargers Broncos matchup or chief, you know, you just want, you kind of wanted that, but I mean, chiefs Raiders, sure. It's an option there at the end of the year, but I just, I, I don't think it's going to be the option that ends up on. I I would be surprised if it ends up on Sunday night football, that final game of the year. I think yeah. chargers Broncos is probably more likely. Cause I went and actually looked, this is how crazy I, I, I could, come. I could, I could see them moving it to, um, I could see them moving it to Saturday and maybe having it be, uh, in prime time on Saturday, but I, I don't think it'll get flexed to Sunday night football. So here, here were the matchups when I, and you know, me, I was looking at this at like two in the morning. Um, here, here's the matchups, the final week. And these are the ones that I think are already flexed candidates. When I'm looking Patriots versus bills, potentially Ravens versus Bengals, chargers versus Broncos. Um, 
Cowboys commanders. Cowboys commanders is another one. Jets, Dolphins, depending if the Jets can be competent, that's a possibility. Maybe, maybe Cardinals 49ers again. And we'll see about the rest. But uh, I mean, the, the league built in, I, and they have to. In the final week, you have to build in five or six matchups that are in the division that you can pull from flex wise that you think are going to be kind of that second tier, maybe decide the division or that second tier that decide one of the wild cards. So the league right, built like, in like, the proper amount. I just wish they'd built in a couple more. Last year it was Chargers Raiders. Um, right. You know, and, so. and that was a great game, turned into a really good game. Yeah. Um, all right. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I, I don't think there's any reason for Chiefs fans to wring their hands about the schedule. I mean, you know, like I said, there are going to be some teams that are better than we think. There are going to be some teams that are worse than we think. Um, the NFL is what it is. You know, injuries will happen and, and we'll, we'll tip the scales and look, the injuries could happen to the chiefs and the chiefs could right. be going six and 11, you know, I mean, and then you'll get a lot more of those noon games real quick. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, take, you know, take Patrick Mahomes, you know, out of the equation or take, um, you know, some of the, you know, a key offensive line. I mean, there's, you know, Chris Jones, you know, has a long-term ham. I mean, there's lots of key players that, you know, the, the fortunes of the team could change. Uh, but, and that can be said for every NFL team, right? Like, right. I mean, you know, the Rams, if, if Matthew Stafford or Aaron Donald aren't, aren't healthy, like I, I don't like their chances to win as much as I do. Uh, if those two guys are in the lineup healthy and playing well. So I, I just, you know, we have no idea what things are going to look like November 27th when the Rams come to town. Um, so I'm not going to lose any sleep over like that stretch of games just now. Um, and, and here's the other thing I'll say. Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. I don't think these guys shy away from competition. One, I don't, I don't think they look at it and say, oh, Jacksonville's a gimme game. Like I, Andy Reid, I don't think um, prepares that way. I, I mean, I think some of the players inevitably probably do, especially if you see a team with a bad record uh, late in the season, you probably think, hey, this will be an easier game. And then, you know, it only takes getting smacked in the mouth one time to realize, oh, man, it's still the NFL, huh? Um, but I, I don't think Patrick or Andy approach it that way. I think they welcome the challenge. I, yeah. I honestly think that they do. Um, I think this is what they, they gear up for, what they live for, what they like. I mean, this is, you know, you want to play, uh, big time games, important games, uh, you know, thrilling games. I mean, and, and I, you know, I think that, you know, Patrick and Andy have shown through their careers, um, uh, one obviously significantly longer than the other, but, um, that they don't have a problem getting up for those, those big moments. And so, um, I'm not, I, I personally am not worried that like, Oh, it's just such an overwhelming schedule. I think, um, if the, if the chiefs had a lesser quarterback or if they had a situation, you know, like I look at Denver, could Denver be really good by the end of the season? Yeah. Uh, early in the season with a new quarterback and a new, uh, new head coach and, you know, new defensive coordinator, new off, you know, new staff is Denver going to come out of the gate being world beaters. I would be stunned if that was the case. I just would be. Uh, what I will say though is some of the some of the media departments, some of the schedule videos they put together. Um, there was two in the AFC West that were very very good, and they they belonged to the Los Angeles Chargers and the Denver Broncos. 
like having Peyton Manning and Russell Wilson together was actually really funny. And then with some of the stuff that Chargers did, they were respectful to the Chiefs, which was smart. But there were some other teams they weren't so respectful to in their schedule. Oh, man, like the Jacksonville Jaguars. They were not respectful to them. Um, Take note, Doug Peterson. Do what? (laughs) Take note, Doug Peterson. Oh, well, luckily he wasn't the one that they were mimicking in that video. Right, right. I'm just saying, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Urban Cowboy was definitely part of that video. Um, (laughs) But it just, yeah. And and then, like, I mean, the Falcons always have have an intriguing one. But it was was so sly the way that the Chargers had the – they had the Falcon flying and it hit into the Waffle House and the W went out. So so the sign read Awful House. (laughs) <laughs> and then it said 28% off three or more pancakes for that Super Bowl reference to <laughs> when they lost to the Patriots and yeah. that score. Like you just it had such such savvy, savvy stuff behind it that I was I was just I was really impressed with what they did. Yeah. Now I think, you know, I think that's the key. The NFL needs to make it fun. They need to make it not feel like it's a chore and you're having to wait all day for the schedule release. I think that would be more of the sweet spot for the, for the NFL. Yes. Yes. And that's, that's, it did feel like a chore yesterday that you're just waiting for that to know what you can put in graphics and everything and fans just waiting, you know? Yeah. And, and it serves its buzz for, 10 minutes in prime time like that, but there's so much going on at that point and people have free time that like they have other things to distract them at that point. So like it lost, it loses so much of what, of what it could be. Like you said, if they did it sometime between noon or three, when people are on their lunch breaks and have, you know, like, and like still most people are at work type of thing, you're hundred percent right. Sometimes between noon and three, that's when you, that's when you put that, you put that out there and like you get the buzz for from noon until 10 30 11 o'clock that night and it just it gives you more of a more of a runway for people to give you free advertising basically yeah yeah that's my new so, word uh, i like to say runway a lot more runway is that is that the new narrative that no no let's <laughs> never the word narrative again you know you know how much i despise that word but i don't know it's just like uh, i started uh, i just thought it was a perfect way to describe some of the receivers that i was watching during uh the draft scouting process portion of it um and just seeing those guys like kind of they need this this clear 10 yard straight line to get up to top end speed so it's kind of it's kind of become one of my new uh it's one of my new ones so it's you know get a clear path to get a runway for it yeah i i will i will give you the runway to use that metaphor on the podcast I'm so thankful that you were kind enough not to interrupt when I said the word runway. <laughs> no, no, we're good. So, uh, hey, I got nothing else this week. Um, you know, I mean, so look, look, look at the NFL. We're, we're sitting there saying we think they can improve it, but uh, we just spent 30 minutes talking about uh, their schedule release anyway. Gave them essential, essentially free advertising the entire time. Right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, go. you know, after. Well, you got that Tom Brady money. Um you know, Dude. for the podcast. So, <laughs> well, and, here, and here's a shift that I think will end up happening down the road. Here is like I, I'm curious to see if Sunday night and uh, I'm curious to see who will get the better games between Sunday night and Monday night down the road here in 2023. Um, not this year, but next year with some of the scheduling changes that they've kind of offered up in the TV contracts. I am very intrigued to see what Monday night's going to get down the road here because the ESPN went all out to go get Joe Buck and to go get uh, 
Troy Aikman. And so that gives them a marquee matchup to where that ESPN broadcast becomes more prominent than it was before. So I'm, I'm very, you know, and then the smart play is that they get it on network in some capacity like that. That's really what they need to do if they want ratings, but ESPN, given how much money they paid, I think they want to keep as much of the ratings for themselves as they can. So it'll be, it'll be intriguing. It'll be interesting overall, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to see in 2023, like what starts happening, who gets the more favorable matchups for their prime time. As, as long as, uh, um, they keep putting some Chiefs games on Sunday Night Football. I think we'll be just fine. <laughs> yeah, no, that's very true, Todd. Very true. All right. So uh, I guess uh, until next week, man, uh, take care, kids. <laughs>